everybody and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye slash The Gift Season 2 Episode 5. Um, I don't know what is going on. It kind of almost felt like a season finale to me. Like I was very confused by everything that's happening, but Zore died again. So I guess that's progress. <laughs> I'm not drinking any tea at the moment, but Sophia looks like she could use a hot cup of tea. Yeah, honestly, coffee or tea. I'm exhausted and cold. Oh, oh man. That's tough. <laughs> Ezgi, I assume you finished a delicious <laughs> cup of tea. I haven't I haven't had a I had tea at breakfast this morning. I haven't had any since then, so not within the last hour like I usually do. Um, oh wow. Before taping, yeah. I've been wow. I've also not not quite at Sophia's level, but I've had a long day specifically today, so I haven't gotten up from uh, my desk in a while oh, no. <laughs> no time okay so yeah. this should be an interesting podcast yes <laughs> um I also wanted to shout out we've received our absolute first supporter for Turkish TV time thank you to Samantha Bastris who is supporting our podcast and if you would like to be shouted out on our illustrious podcast you should become a supporter too and help us get new mics. Thank you, Samantha. Shout out to Samantha's. We're great. <laughs> Sponsored by Samantha's. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Okay. I have to say it didn't really feel like a finale to me because like, well, some things happened, but not that many things happened. I don't know. So it starts with, um, of course, we can't have Cappadocia without some wonderful hot air balloons. Um, 100% recommend. That was really pretty shot that they yeah. got. Yeah. And I mean, also going on a hot air balloon in Cappadocia, definitely a must see when you're there. If any of our listeners is thinking about visiting Turkey, we should do a visit Turkey side episode. (laughs) Isn't that this whole podcast? (laughs) No, but like one that's specifically like go to this, go to this, go to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Insiders tips. (laughs) Mostly from Ezgi. Well, Sammy, you've been to Turkey like a hundred times, but. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Anyway, so they're in the car. Um, they drove all the way to Cappadocia, which again, let me just say that we need to introduce some maps into this <laughs> thing because, like, it's not that close. It's like crossing half the country to go from Istanbul to Cappadocia. I did it by bus, and it was an overnight bus, so I'm not buying these this like short drive. Well, I guess they drove all night. Whatever, we'll see. Um, so anyway. Basically, they get to Cappadocia, but they, like, have no clue of where to go or what to do. Um, but we find out Zuhre is also in Cappadocia, tending to some nice roses in a nice garden. And they show, they, they emphasize her hand tattoo, which I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's, like, a different tattoo that I don't think we had seen before. So... They arrive in Cappadocia, and then there's Hannah with our friend Serdar. And Serdar, once again, is very sick and needs his oxygen mask. And his hair is unruly, which, again, I feel like they're being really inconsistent with his illness. But we can discuss that in the banter section. Um, So he's telling Hannah, like, you better find Erhan or, like, you're screwed. Like, this is your job. Like, stop pretending that you're going to stop, like, looking for him. And she's like, no, but like, I actually love him. Like, I don't want to keep doing this, which we can also discuss later because I don't know if I buy it or not. Um, But he's like, okay, you're going to find her. And he plants this like fake information in the in the news or not in the news, in the like police record that shows that Atiyah is like guilty of some crimes. Um, Yeah. So that makes it so they need to hunt her down, um, which will become more important later on in the show. Um, and so Atiyah and Erhan like have this whole com- like they have this whole discussion because he's also like not understanding why she's making him go to Cappadocia and she's he's very doubtful about what her intentions are and why she 
like is taking him on this trip. And then they have this weird discussion outside of the car where the, the camera cuts are very like weird because it's supposedly showing like yes. alternate realities. But to be honest, those cuts were just so confusing to me. Dude, yes, we have to talk about the directing this episode. It was wild. <laughs> so then we have um, our dear friend Mustafa was like trying to put everything together. Um, but someone like one of his minions or whatever brings him like this file where all of Atiyah's crimes are listed. So he's like, okay, let's go and find her. So he he goes and finds her and then Atiyah um, is trying to figure out like where to go in Cappadocia. And she gets a nosebleed, of course, because she's pregnant. Um, but by this point, she has already kind of told Erhan that she's pregnant. I don't remember if at this point she's told him that it's his baby, but she eventually does tell him that it's his baby. No, she doesn't. Um, yeah, she does. At, she at does in, in a vision, but it's she doesn't actually do it. Oh. Yeah, that's right. why they were cutting, like, cut, 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 right, cut. Right, right. Yeah. But she, so he doesn't know she's pregnant? She, no. Like, he just thinks it's a nosebleed, whatever? Yeah, he's dumb. He's a man. They don't understand oh. what women's bodies do. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even though I don't understand the nosebleed either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if all the pregnant women are dying and they're all dying from nosebleeds or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> they anyway. all dying from nosebleeds. <laughs> well, it all it's starts. a messy way to go. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, so they get out of the car and some weird. Is this guy kind of like senile, but he, all, he has like a moment of lucidity or something? Or is he just. I don't, I don't think know. he's anyway. senile at all. No, but he like, then it seems like a trance of some sort, but maybe I'm, I'm crazy. Anyway, so this old man is like, oh, you look so much like this man. Like, I can't remember the name, but it's like this man. He lived here. He lived here. And it turns out that Erhan looks a lot like his grandfather, who was born in this village in Cappadocia. Um, and he has a lot of ties to the village, except he like doesn't remember or chose not to remember. But it turns out he grew up in the village. Um, and his mother's family is from there, it seems to me. And his mother is buried there. So that's all really important. And basically, you know, that's our first clue. So Ati is like, okay, let's go after this dude. I mean, let's go after your mom's grave and find um, what we can. And I think that's a good first stop. So they decide to, to go and find his mother's grave. That's the first step. And then Melek um, and Elif have like a discussion because Elif doesn't believe that Ozan is missing. Like she, that he's traveling. She thinks that it's something else. And Melek like gets really upset and tells her that Ozan is done with her and he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And basically kind of that's why he left and they have a really crappy interaction but Melek is like clearly shaken by this and she's clearly like thinking twice about what could have happened. And so then Ati and Erhan are visiting the graveyard where his mother is buried and Atiya sees the, like her daughter, the little girl. So she goes after her while they're trying to find um, the mother's grave. And then Hannah goes to visit Nazim. And she's like, yeah, I'm she tries to act and pretend that like she's Erhan's wife and she's really worried about him and he hasn't responded in however many hours. And Nazim is not buying it. So then she's like, okay, let's be real. Like either you give me his location or I'm gonna hurt your daughter. So that kind of like freaks him out. And so he decides to give up the information. Um and then we see. Erhan's mother's grave and he I mean clearly is very sad about it and is like very thoughtful about what could have happened and then they notice that there's these flowers kind of like fresh flowers on the grave and they're like they don't understand why like who could be bringing those flowers that are roses so we know that it was our friend Suhre although I didn't tie those um, two things together until right now at this recap so there's this woman watering the plants and she's like, oh yeah, this woman always comes to visit her 
Um, she's the woman with the star mark or something. So they're like wondering who it could be. But then Atie like shows him that she has a birthmark on her neck. That's star. So it's definitely like someone related to her. And then they bump into another man. That's the potter. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, like you were such a cute kid, like tells all these stories about how one time he was lost for five days and five nights and he survived without food or beverage. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you left something in my shop when you were a kid. And like, I've been looking for you everywhere to give it back. And so then Melek discovers this whole alien city barbecue. I don't remember what we had called it. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That um, but it's such a weird scene because she's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, I don't know, whatever. And she's like, just find my son, like whatever, stop doing stupid dumb random stuff and they just have like a random fight because obviously she's like very not informed about what he's doing um and what's the truth of about his activities so yeah (laughs) she's pretty upset about it and then we go to the potter and he tells the story about when erhan was a kid um and the five days and five nights that he was lost and he brings out the the tiny things that um, he made and saved from that time. So then he gives him the, the I mean, they're just like clay ceramics things, I think. Um, so then set up, it's like, okay, I need, not set up, sorry. Melek is like, okay, I need more information about, you know, where my kid is and what's his deal. So she has a bunch of tapes of her interviews with set up. So she starts listening to them to see what important things she can start to catch on to. Um, and then we have Erhan and Ati arrive at the, at the old house. Uh, oh, so they also hear from the potter that um, the, the woman with the star sign is a woman who has facial tattoos. So Ati kind of immediately knows who it is. It's her grandma, Zuhre. And also she she's living at the house where Erhan grew up. So that's where they're headed. And she's very excited to see her grandma. Erhan is very confused um, about who they are. And then she shows him like a tiny drawing he drew as a kid of like his family. And I don't remember if she said anything in particular, but they're like the dumb hammers that he made with the potter are there. But does he say anything about them in the picture or something? They're in the picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so Suhre is like talking, you know, her kind of like nonsensey, non like pr- pr- like prophecies. I don't even know, but she, um, like tells him that um he knew his great he knew his he knew his father or something. I don't remember who exactly she knew. Um, but basically Suhre is being Suhre. Melek is like trying to transcribe all those interviews. Oh, and Zuhid tells them that they need to go to find a portal that's in Love Valley at sunset. And she also says that um, the reason that Erhan's family moved to Urfa is because his dad believed him when he told him oh, about right. the cave dreams right. and stuff. So it's yeah. all Erhan's fault. Um, so they're there in Love Valley and something changes in Erhan's brain and he's like now suddenly believes Atiye a lot. So he's like, tell me everything. And she starts telling him about like, you know, this other reality where they have a close relationship, where they're close together, blah, blah, blah. And then of course our friend Hannah already got the info of where they are from um, Nazim. Um, so she basically is there on the hunt. So she goes, first to Suhre to try to find um, her husband. And Zuhre is like, he's in the right place. You're in the wrong place. Like, whatever. Who cares about you? Just leave me alone. So basically, then she gets really aggressive. Um, our friend Hannah. Um, because, like, she needs some, she wants some answers from, from Zuhre. She arrives to her at her house. And then Zuhra touches her and she sees like all the love and passion between Erhan and Atiye. And she gets like really upset about it. And then we have Atiye and Erhan continuing their conversation and 
like they're drawing all these images in the ground um, regarding like what they've discovered and the connections and all that stuff. And basically they're like having this whole conversation, whatever, having a nice conversation. And then all of a sudden Hannah arrives because she, I don't know how she got the information that where they were, but she arrives. She's like, Atiya, the police are looking for you. You better run. And cause like, of course, Serdar had leaked a bunch of like fake crimes supposedly she had committed. So she leaves and then yeah, they're at this really nice hotel. She's with, I mean, Erhan stays with her and they're questioned by, I, oh, are they questioned? They're, they're not questioned, I guess. And so then they're doing their thing in in Cappadocia and then Hannah arrives and she's like yeah um you're not gonna be able to deal with this and she tries to take um Erhan away as well and the worst thing is that he complies he's like because she brought the police so Atiyah had to escape um and so she, the only place that she can go back to is her grandma's but she of course starts bleeding again so her grandma has to take care of her um and then they supposedly, I mean, supposedly the police starts shooting at the house, like into the house of which like, mm-hmm. of course, um, okay, I kind of skipped over, but then Mustafa talks to Erhan and Hannah and basically he explains all of her police record and all the stuff that came up. Um, and so while Ati is like kind of sick in her grandma's house, her grandma basically says like, I'm ready again, or I'm ready. It's my time now. It's like my time to leave, something like that. So we know that something's going to happen to her. So um, they start getting all these crazy shots into the house, like really, really strong shots of like bullets. And so she like, well, the grandma gets hit and is like basically dead already. Yeah. Um, she She's like, my time is now. And then she dies. And Atiye, on the other hand, manages to remain unscathed because it's a TV show about Atiye, not her grandmother. Yep. And and so then by the time she leaves the no, some who leaves the house, <laughs> I don't remember. Someone leaves the house and they're like, You didn't have to shoot. Like I oh Mustafa's like, you like be careful, you don't have to shoot. And they're like, Oh no, it wasn't us. Like somebody was shooting from over there, and we find out it's Hannah who was shooting from a vantage point. And then she and Erhan are driving back to Istanbul, it seems. It seems like they're both really bored of their traveling and that part of their jobs. Or, yeah, not really sure. I think they're just pissed at each other. Yeah. So then Erhan's driving and he sees the little girl and he runs after her and he finds this portal and this jesus E figure that talks to him. <laughs> yeah, um, where did that fucking guy come from? <laughs> It's weird because he never goes into the portal and I feel like that was one of the requirements. Mm-hmm. Like he needed to go in the portal. Who knows? Yeah, and then that's it. Yep, and Atier was creepily watching him get back in the car. No idea why. Oh, wait, no. she No, because she's like, yeah, your daddy's going to remember us. He's not going to abandon his baby. Right, right. Okay, so now we're going to move straight into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. And I think we have a lot to discuss in this episode. (laughs) Just like overall, I feel like I don't know who is in charge of this, like the director or the director of photography or something. Like I really noticed this episode, <laughs> like the first shot was beautiful. The shot of the Cappadocia with the hot air balloons. Um, and then there was the shot of Sardar and Atier, but it was like shot up as they were like in conflict with each other. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it just got way <laughs> too much where it was like 50 cuts in that one scene with Atier and Erhan. It was a lot. It was tough to watch. 
Yeah, I don't notice the cinematography as much. So I, I think I'm once again a more forgiving viewer than both of you. <laughs> this is the first time I noticed it because mm -hmm. at first I was like, oh, wow, this is good. Like this person's really trying hard. And then and then it was just like, oh, my God, please stop cutting. <laughs> All the flash, not the flash forwards, but the like what if scenarios too throughout. They were, there's definitely a lot going on. Yeah, because like that, as far as I remember, that's never happened in this show before. So just like adding yeah. it in, in the middle of season two was really confusing. I mean, I guess plot wise, it kind of makes sense that we're like, we're this season yeah. and we're like, we don't know what the hell's going on. Atia doesn't know what the hell's going on. So it's kind of like, and like, we clearly live in a real, like the show is set in a reality with multiple realities and like things can take different paths really easily um so i i don't fault them for using that but i would kind of wish well, i don't know they could have started doing it earlier i guess but my only hope now is that they don't stop doing it because it'll just be like why the hell did you do that for one episode <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i i don't hate it either i think i like the idea that ata has some more powers yeah, yeah there's being unlocked because she yeah. she kind of needs yes. some powers um so I like that but yeah the it was just a little bit off-putting when she like told Erhan what was going on and then it flashed backwards again and I was like oh, oh, this. oh okay <laughs> she should have she just told them that would have been wild <laughs> oh my god he would have been out of there so yeah. fucking fast oh my child from another universe right <laughs> <laughs> with you in another universe yep. <laughs> um so then Atia gets her like first nosebleed of 5,000 nosebleeds of this, this episode, episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh great <laughs> um and they happen to stop in the tiny town where Erhan forgot he's actually from <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb I was not okay with him just having no idea where his mother is buried. Like you were, your whole identity is being an orphan and you yeah. have no idea. But also you're on this like spiritual quest with this rando yeah. and you don't think to mention, oh, I'm from here. Yes. Yeah, like that was just so weird. I mean, and the level of amnesia he had about his early childhood. Yeah, which is maybe that's intentional, such that like, like clearly the forces that are like the benevolent forces of Atia's like family are trying to make sure that he discovers what he needs to discover in the right way when Atia's there to like open the right. door. So like maybe it was like magical intervention that made him forget literally everything, like all those clay figures and what he drew on the walls basically revealed to his father what was going on so yeah but they kind of fucked up in that sense right because once he told yeah. his dad then dad went and fucked yeah. it all up and maybe so. i mean yeah maybe the uh his amnesia is a byproduct of all the trauma he, like Adhan is, is who I'm referring to experienced like mm -hmm. in that immediate aftermath like with the earthquake and stuff so like maybe that part of his life was just a blur because of trauma but it also definitely seems like mm -hmm. very convenient that like all this stuff happened to ensure the timing was right um, yeah as Sophia would say plot, plot, plot reasons, reasons but yeah. it was pretty funny when he was like oh yeah I forgot I'm from here. <laughs> it's part of the package of forgetting like everything in those years. Maybe, but it didn't seem like he was yeah. reminded by the guy. It seemed like he was withholding information for that particular. Right, scene. right. He's like, oh, it was, never came up. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I'm a little worried that Erhan can't act. Why? What happened? He looked really handsome when he was like talking to his mother's grave, oh. but uh, a little, a little stone faced. I'm not sure I got the emotion there. I'm too busy like writing down various WTFs while watching to like take everything in. 
<laughs> it was a little rough I have to say he had to be fair like he had the most work he's ever had in this episode of like <laughs> emotional um, range yeah he's usually and, just freaking um, out and asking Atia what they're doing what's going on right what are you doing? What's wrong with you? No, I've got to call my dad and my wife. <laughs> and tell them everything that you told me to not tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think about the barbecue alien village? Now on motors, so it turns around and opens. I think it did that before. I think it did the turning and opening. Yeah. Did it? Oh, I missed, yeah. I missed that. Shame you missed the best feature other than being from alien clearly yeah it covered and uncovered like remember it had the little hood like a barbecue yeah that was pretty incredible prop work from our props department on the the barbecue also do we buy that melek has literally just never been to that part of her no it makes no sense sense. (laughs) also like i really i don't know i like would have preferred if the the storyline in every universe with Medic and Sadar was that Medic got too close to finding out what her husband was up to and he has to kill her in every timeline. Yes. Versus, That's what I expected yeah, it to be. Her like being a psychiatrist who loses her mind. Like, like please spare me all of those cliches and tropes. <laughs> um I don't like that. So, but it seems like she's gonna be driven to suicide because that, like Zuja dying, that seems to be inevitable. In or um, we'll see if Adif dies, but Adif dying, in my opinion, is an inevitability yeah. too. So, let's see. Yeah, it, I. It's gonna be a tough sell for me because she seems very stable yeah. like we haven't seen any least, like I mean, melek is ver- mentally the subplot didn't advance in this episode did it no he's yeah. still yeah so I, I figure what well, we've got three episodes left in this season six seven eight i think so i guess we'll see what uh nonsense the aliens are up to that will somehow <laughs> drive medic to take her own life maybe i yeah i don't know Gross. <laughs> Um, I did like that Setup was only in this episode as a recording on a cassette tape. That's the best yes. Setup performance. No, she was insufferable in the last episode. I can't even handle it. Oh my gosh, she's horrible. <laughs> in that courtyard being all like mystical and wise. I'm like, shut up. You sold her uh, out. Who's <laughs> the worst? Um, why is Zuri speaking of this family why is Zure not blind yeah, I don't know I made a note of that too I, I, I mean I made a note that she seems to have sight <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing let's see Erhan puts the moves on Atier via picnic with wine he seems to have suddenly decided to that she's like attractive and that he should woo her mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little yeah. odd <laughs> Um, did you guys think it was weird that like I know a lot of things are weird, but I thought it was especially kind of unbelievable that the the um, Potter Idias didn't attempt to find ad hunt. It's like not that hard to find people in this day and age at all, especially since that sounds like prominent business person. Well, she. Zure said he said Zure had told him something like keep he's oh, coming so soon. Keep him. Him. So oh. I think Zure probably like managed that situation. Mm. Like, no, don't contact he's him. Come. He's gonna come. Man, yeah. working. That's my guess. Yeah, I, I'm I don't I mean I don't think I, any of us are qualified to comment on this but like I'm very curious about how those bullets exactly traveled in and completely decimated Zuna <laughs> versus <laughs> I was so ridiculous <laughs> oh my gosh and there were so you, many bullets going all over the get a ballistics expert. that gun was like five feet long it was like ridiculous. is this are we supposed to believe at this moment like knowing what we know not like us being thinking beings necessarily let's put that aside but based on the information presented on the episode are we supposed to believe that 
Hannah is so obsessed and in love with Adhan that she was trying to take Atia out. Or, I mean, in my mind, like, there's no way it's that. Like, it's that she is still either she's pursuing her own agenda of trying to, like, you know, ruin whatever Atia and Adhan are up to, um, like, sabotage it rather. Or she's like not actually falling out with Sarda. I don't know, but it's like definitely not. I mean, it would be ridiculous to me if it were like, oh, I so I love you, Arhan. I need to kill my rival. Hmm. But I don't know what we're supposed to believe. No, that's a really good point because before this episode, um, everything has been Hannah is being forced. She's a mercenary for hire. The yeah. end. And this episode, it was a little bit more like jilted woman kind of vibes and I I really hope it doesn't yeah, go that direction so, I mean she's a, <laughs> she sucks but like she's a good character so yeah I want her to be bad with her own agency <laughs> yeah yeah but not only that but where did she get that insane machine gun like do they even sell that yeah yeah what about her outfits very easy to gauge they are <laughs> wild <laughs> they are terrible yeah she's yeah the only reason she doesn't look completely ridiculous is that she's got like a model's body and she can like you know yeah make it work and but what i <laughs> no i'm sorry there's no way that the safari vests and the tiny <laughs> tiny shorts is gonna work for me ever ever it, it works in a turkish uh not even a Turkish TV show sense, a Turkish soap opera sense. It works. And like, yeah. That's like the most, the soapiest part of this show is how she dresses. <laughs> and the yeah, I mean, they, she wore some ridiculous shit in uh, Karapada Ashk. That might but, just be uh, like her, like, like in her own life, maybe. She maybe. She's like, I'm not going to wear anything that's not for my own wardrobe. <laughs> I mean, in, um, in Black Money Love, she, she had like, the craziest eyeliner you've ever seen like kabuki eyeliner and then like straight black shoulder length hair and then she would wear like hot pink pantsuits that was her vibe (laughs) so i'm looking forward to seeing hannah in a hot pink pantsuit i mean yeah next assassination featuring hot pink pantsuit (laughs) i mean can you wear shorts that short and fire a machine gun like what if like one of the cartridges hits you aren't they like hot i don't know we need to have a ballistics expert as a guest we do we do also to probably continue discussing the whole like alec baldwin thing because i can't stop discussing that it's so wild oh god it's so terrible (laughs) but anyway different many many podcasts about this that are being made will be made i'm sure so we don't need to do it here (laughs) Yeah, it's so awful. Yeah, uh, ballistics experts should be working on that, and probably not on this and the hot pants. But you know, if you get the time, yeah, if you get the time, yeah, I'd be appreciated. <laughs> okay, Zuhre. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so something else that goes with your question, Ezgi, is that is when Zuhre gives her the vision of Ati and Erhan oh, yeah. getting down, which is like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Zuhre, you dirty, dirty. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, is she watching that in, behind her eyelids in her spare time? <laughs> um, that was just weird and not very nice. And like, if we're trying to convert Hannah to the side of the good, probably not very productive at the same time maybe Zurele who's like ah now is my time in this timeline to be dead so how do I <laughs> speed this along <laughs> I'm going to go nightmare. away now yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man she's so fucking useless Ati's family is so fucking useless but if you think about it yes I agree but if you think about it in the last timeline just before Atia went on her little vision quest in the cave, Zuda had died like hours before. And then uh, Adhan is about to, I think. And Zuda has just died. So IDK, it seems like it, it, it was the time, in my opinion, for that to happen. 
and I think Zerda knew it was coming. I mean, that's Flash fine. I feel like Zuve in, in short measured doses is fine. Yes. Probably better. What about um, uh, Jesus in short measured doses? Jesus! <laughs> Jesus with the Jon Snow hair. Like Jesus, yeah. I don't know. I guess he's the counterpart to the red haired um, redhead. Yeah. They're wearing uh, the same kind of I'm like, I'm like, are those two, excuse me. I'm like, are those two like Adam and Eve? And then like, so are Atsia and Adhan. They're like, mm. all, they're all photocopies of each other. Ooh. Like what's going on here? I we have a have Lilith. <laughs> no idea what's going on here. Like, I mean, if, if Erhan already had his cave moment, then he's not going to get another cave moment. But he so forgot why the other is cave Jesus moment. here? Forgot it. Yeah, okay. but yeah, because of plot reasons. Remember, he forgot. <laughs> because of plot reasons. I think uh, he needs yeah. to have another one. But I, well, okay. So what happened? He saw his daughter, right? And then he pulled over. And then did he like keep running? Yeah, he kept yeah, running. He, he saw a cave, cave that was glowing purple. Yeah. And then he turned around and Jon Snow Jesus was there. Yeah. And then he didn't go in. But does it affect the like the storyline that he didn't actually go in? Well, does he still is he still he's still proximate to the cave though, right? He could go in. Well, he got back in the car to drive away. That's why I was confused. I think he's gonna be like, you turned. (laughs) No, I don't know. Yeah, I think I it's gonna know, it's probably gonna fuck some stuff up. I feel like things need to start happening um, for Atia to not die. So, Ugh, no more nosebleeds. That's my note. Seriously. <laughs> okay, the Atia Erhan stuff in this episode. I get that they're like faded lovers or whatever, but like they had a one night stand. Okay, like <laughs> yeah. come on. And she's like, oh, the man that I loved. And she just goes on yeah. and on and on. And it's like, wait, girl, like, she's did you guys even say that to each other? to think about this, though, Sammy. She has really made this into something I don't think it was <laughs> in her head. <laughs> she's like, Elif. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought that was a little intense for pretty, I agree. It's their pretty relationship intense, but... a little. When you're like potentially a demigod or whatever she is, you're just like you're just more intense. Things you feel yeah. more intensely. <laughs> yeah, like nosebleeds. Yes. Yeah. You don't just breathe. You also bleed out of your nose. <laughs> oh my god! She like ran four steps and then like gushing blood. It's like oh my god! <laughs> Come on. Bad. Do you have anything else for this section? I don't. Sophia? Yeah, neither do I. Okay. All right. So now we're going to move on into our history section where we are going to talk about uh, Isis, the goddess, uh, not the other Isis. Please don't get it confused. Uh, This is about the Egyptian goddess. Okay, great. Um, and also we'll be talking about the Valley of Love because we got just a little bit more information about that. Where do we want to start? Uh, maybe the Valley of Love because it's short and random. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I just, we might be able to connect it to like theorizing on what the hell a tea is. Um, so for the Valley of Love, the additional info that I gleaned from a very prestigious uh, blog in Turkish called Cappadocia Dayim, which means I'm in Cappadocia. Very, yeah, you can tell this is like (laughs) in terms of travel publications. Um, The author uh, shared, I'll I'll just, I'll just recap the full story, including what was already shared in the episode, because yeah, it's going to take, you know, an extra 10 seconds to do all of it. So basically uh, in what is today the Valley of Love, um, there is a big, um, uh, you know, fast moving, very 
productive or rather agriculturally productive, you know, region with um, this river. And there was one village there at one point um, living, you know, everyone living together. Um, uh, however, uh, and it was, it was a one village with, it looks like uh, 10 families or you can think of them as clans, like extended families. Uh, for some reason, um, two of the clans got sour on each other. It doesn't explain why um, they were so mad at each other, but they got mad and escalated, you know, probably something small escalated into uh, essentially a family feud. And uh, the, the other clans took sides and the formerly unified village became two villages on either side of the river then uh you know they would anytime anyone from either village would encounter um someone they would you know always inevitably get into a fight and it was just like super toxic for years and years um the the youth of each village um wasn't allowed to like go outside the village or see another youth from the other village because there should be no cross-pollination if you hate each other um however of course um, we have star-crossed lovers, uh, very Romeo and Juliet. They are not allowed to be in love, but they, of course, fall in love. They even have a baby, despite both villages doing everything in their power to split them up. Um, finally, the, the news of the baby is kind of the tipping point, and um, the girl's village, who hates the boy's village goes over and kills the boy um then the girl who again just had a baby commits suicide and i don't know what happens to the baby that's not disclosed um but then uh god himself or herself or themselves uh <laughs> nice who IDK, what they were doing that whole time, you know, all these people were fighting and killing each other, um, decides that they are mad specifically about the star-crossed lovers dying. Um, and then uh, basically uh, creates a, I don't even know what uh, noun to use, like a storm of rocks, <laughs> rocks just falling upon the earth into the valley um, in, in the shape of the fairy chimneys that we see there today that, that, that the valley is famous for. Um, and they're like, you know, they're like missile shaped. So they're coming down and killing anyone they land on, which apparently is everybody in the two villages that conspired to uh, keep these two star-crossed lovers um, apart uh, and were responsible therefore for their death, their, their deaths. And uh, yeah, pretty, I think that's pretty much how geology works. So yeah, <laughs> checks out. Yeah, no, seems again, right. IDK, what happened to the baby? I assume the baby then um, is- Became Atie. In, in Atie, or yeah, or that. Is in Atie, oh God. No, 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 no. The, G, <laughs> the Jesus character in Atie, like the, the dude. Oh. Or the okay. red-haired lady. I don't know what gender the baby was. <laughs> so Maybe those two are the ones, the couple. Oh, shit. Maybe. I like that. Because they're separated geographically. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we figured it out. Wow. I'm sure nothing like that's going to happen just because like, it's too, <laughs> it's too uh, mind-blowing. They're probably going to be like, they're just um, guys. That's it. <laughs> I do think I remember how the fairy chimneys were actually formed, which I thought was interesting, Ooh. which was that the last ice age, um, glaciers pushed a bunch of really heavy rocks on top of this area in Cappadocia. And these denser rocks, um, when the rain fell, those rocks didn't erode, but the very mm -hmm. soft, tough beneath them did erode. And so that's why there's like a big, rock on top of a very skinny column oh. yeah my story's better so your story's <laughs> way better that's why people have myths because they're more interesting <laughs> uh, but we love science yay science yay science <laughs>
Okay, so now we're going to talk uh, a little bit about Isis, the Egyptian goddess. Again, the Egyptian goddess. Of love, <laughs> not hate. Love. Of love. <laughs> <laughs> love conquers hate. Um, okay, so uh, she was mentioned as having been born in Cappadocia, uh, which was confusing. In and the then, yeah, and the, but I guess it was a different Isis. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, Melek has Venus, Isis, and Osiris written down in very large font in her little notebook. So I don't know why, but we're going to talk about her because she's another mother goddess and those have been very uh, relevant to our story and hopefully will help us figure out what the hell is going on. Wait, but they don't they don't say that Isis was born in Cappadocia. What they say is that there was a princess from Cappadocia that was called Isis or Isaias or something like that. Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. But they don't actually explain why Melek has those names in her notebook. Right. Um, Okay, so Isis, the goddess of healing and magic and motherhood and fertility and seafaring and all sorts of stuff, um, was one of the very most important gods and goddesses in the ancient Egyptian pantheon. Um, she is known today by her Greek name, Isis, but the ancient Egyptians called her Aset, uh, which translates to queen of the throne. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, most famous myth and most famous role is as the wife. Oh, and by the way, sister. So hello, incest again <laughs> of the God Osiris, uh, ruler of the underworld. And the, she's the, also the mother of the God Horus. So uh, Osiris was murdered by his very jealous brother, Set or Seth. I'm not really sure how to say it. Um, and he cut Osiris up into little tiny pieces and sprinkled him all over Egypt, which is kind of a shitty thing to do to your brother. <laughs> um, Isis was so uh, in love with Osiris and horrified by this act that she spent the next who knows how long gathering all those little tiny pieces putting them back together and was able to procreate with that uh body question mark um, to create her son Horus <laughs> and let's see so Horus uh then vies with set slash Seth for the throne ends up taking it from him and all was well um, and Isis helped him with that, obviously. So do we think that Atiyah is the goddess of love? I don't even know. I don't even know where this could go. These names yeah. in the notebook. It's definitely about motherhood and dedication, sacrifice yeah. uh, on behalf of your child, that kind of thing. It's very yeah. central to her myth. Uh, her life kind of sucked. <laughs> I mean, maybe Adam's um, gonna get cut up and sprinkled around like uh, like uh, Osiris, but yeah, I believe that that has crossed Hannah's mind. <laughs> or, yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about Hannah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Hannah is Seth. Erhan is Osiris, and. Atia is Isis. And I can little see ghost girl is Horus? Little ghost girl is Horus. She's very pretty, by the way, that little girl. I just really hope that's not her death age. That's so young. <laughs> I choose to believe it's not her death age, but why she's that age, yeah, I agree. You've made us all suspicious slash anxious about that. Well, I'm here. That's my title on the podcast. <laughs> source of anxiety yeah i mean a lot of just like a lot of references constantly to ancient myths or like early biblical things i feel like mm-hmm. so, uh whatever atia is it's very old like the, whatever is powering her is super old so <laughs> yeah i mean my my current theory is that she is 
Venus. She is Isis. She is all oh, of these she's like people. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. She is the mother goddess that exists in almost every culture. And she's just, re- um, well, she's like sort of reincarnated, but like not really because like her mom and grandma aren't that. Like she's more special. Right. Right. It skipped a couple generations. <laughs> the like um, goddess of shades skips a couple generations. Yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, I feel like if she is that important, I want her to have more magical powers, <laughs> as yeah. we discussed earlier in the episode. Yeah. I mean, she did, she did timeline hop, which was kind of not intentional, but that was Yeah, I mean, it wild. wasn't really her. She was just like, can I have a do-over? And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Any more comments on Isis or Valley of Love? I'm good. Okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section which is What the Fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's Hit List. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, the first one is like a reverse what the fuck. It's like a wow uh, for that cave hotel. Oh, yeah. That was so, like, I stayed so in nice. what I thought was a really nice cave hotel when I was there with my parents, and damn, this one was amazing. <laughs> I would like to stay there. Okay, I have what the fuck Sardar's coffee table. I don't know if you guys oh, noticed, but no. that thing, it was like 20 feet by 20 feet. I swear, like, if you <laughs> wanted to get the couch, you would have to walk 40 feet around the perimeter. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I don't doubt it. Everything in that house is disgusting. Yeah. Him and Ati were like at least, or sorry, him and Hannah were at least like 30 feet apart as they were staring at each other from opposite oh. sides of the coffee table. It was ridiculous. What the fuck, Hannah's outfits? Always. I just can't with that vest and those short shorts. I, I love that actress. I think she's wonderful and fun and gorgeous. But Jesus, come on. No, don't wear that. But she she is too skinny, I have to say. Like, honestly, her arms looked like really, really skinny, like scary yeah. skinny. Yeah, she's too skinny. But isn't everyone on TV? Yeah. <laughs> Especially she's like representing all soap operas with her like yeah. full presence. <laughs> um, and then finally, I know this, I'm probably stepping on Sophia's territory here, but what the fuck Atier's star birthmark? It doesn't look like a fucking star. It, it just looks like And a like everyone who sees it is birthmark. like, oh, but like if I saw that, I'd be like, did you like, what is that? Did you burn yourself? Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you burned yourself with a straightener. Like, it literally has no shape at all. I don't understand. Yeah, it's, like, all up in her hairline. It makes no sense why people see it and are shocked by how star-like it is because it's not people. Why couldn't it have just been, like, on her arm, on her stomach, on her ankle? Like, what? Yeah. So weird. No idea. What are your what-the-fucks? So... I had that, I already said this, but that Erhan doesn't know where his mom is buried. Like, this was a shock to him. Like I said, his whole identity is being an orphan, and that was a shock to him. Okay. Um, and then also Erhan at his mom's grave saying that it feels like his mom is still alive. Like, it, like he sometimes finds himself thinking that. I'm like, if you find yourself thinking that, you probably would have, like, tried to find her grave if you, like, actively miss her constantly. so I don't believe you um also like why would why as an archaeologist would you have not been back to this extremely archaeologically significant place that you were born slash from like okay I get it okay (laughs) and then he um, forgot he was from there yeah he forgot everything and then just in general WTF at the police because like okay they didn't (laughs) they didn't kill uh, Zude, which is, you know, initially what everyone thought had happened as they were watching the episode. I mean, to their, I guess, minimal credit, they did not kill an innocent person, but they were also just, like, 
Jay chilling and being like, oh, it wasn't us. They did not seem concerned at all no. about the fact that they were standing in the line of fire of yeah. 5,000 bullets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They would all be dead. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah, ballistics, ep- ep- ballistics experts tweet us, you know. Yeah. Ballistics experts, please help us out, but we're confused. <laughs> Those were mine. Okay. Excellent. Sophia, what do you got? Um, I think for me, I'm I'm surprised that Melek found the model out in the yard or like either it was really obvious to find or like why had it taken her so long to find it? Agreed. Um, I'd also like to add just the way that the model looks with the glowy red sparkles on the top of the barbecue hood. I just can't. Cannot take it seriously. No. <laughs> Is it like a Horton here's a who thing? Like there's people in there or oh <laughs> like what's the point of this thing? So communicate with aliens. Um, <laughs> okay. Also, I was very confused about those hammer thingies that he kept as a child. Like, I don't think they really yeah. explained what they're for or what they are. No. And they're very dumb looking too, which like, yeah. <laughs> They look like a kid made them, which is correct. I mean, that is what it is. Still, they look pretty dumb. Um, Also, I thought that scene with Melek and Elif was, like, really random. Like, it wasn't Mm. really... I mean, I understand it serves a purpose of, like, making her worried about um, Ozan not really being, you know, traveling abroad or whatever. But honestly, I thought it was kind of a pointless scene. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of odd. I wonder if it'll come back later and be important. Oh, also, yeah. we, we still haven't seen the, like, bloody dress thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I know. It's coming, we'll probably. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then also, what else? I have so many. Um, well, the camera cuts, for one, which were very confusing. I don't think they really made it obvious oh hey nala (laughs) (laughs) they didn't really make it obvious what the point was no they didn't and yeah i'm very confused as to hannah's motivations as we discussed erhan's motivations as well because he's like hot and cold and then also hannah's arms were so scary skinny honestly that was (laughs) one of my big what the fucks (laughs) that's a good one okay uh Fatma's hit list Hmm. I would like to put and I apologize because I don't know who's to blame but I'm just gonna say the director on here for all of those cuts in that highway scene I literally like couldn't I had to look away from the screen it was like making me sick just watching it (laughs) so that's my nomination all right not not Hannah (laughs) yeah I was gonna say Hannah for sure not really innocent crew member but she looked cool and she walked no, away with that giant she's gun. the worst i hate her so much <laughs> no you're right your favorite you're right. soap it has to be that we're gonna save her <laughs> but i would like her to be saved <laughs> Maybe um, she's different people that's her job <laughs> i i accept the will of the majority uh, if Eski agrees that Hannah must yeah. be on Fatma's hit list, then True. she must. But Fatma, please take mercy. She does other great things. Okay, Sultan of Success. Hmm. I guess Atia for surviving like industrial level <laughs> killing spree. <laughs> I could put forward Mustafa for not buying the crimes thing, for finding Atia and then he like strows up to the site and is very in charge. Hmm. But he they still kill Zuhre, even though he's like, don't shoot at Atie. They do, but did Zuhre say like, hey, bullets, come at me. It's my time to go. She did, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Should it be Zuhre for predicting her death? two times in a row with kind scary of. accuracy yeah no shit and she and she's like a team player like she's cool with like being gunned down or 
just falling on Mount Nemro's IDK what the first death was. <laughs> she just <laughs> fell. <laughs> fell over. Um, but she's cool with that. She's like, yeah, I, I did it. I held down the fort. In this I mean, it'd be good if she gave more instructions before she like was just like, goodbye. Yeah. But- yeah, she could be better about that. But I mean, in a, in a sea of extremely useless people, I feel like she's been relatively useful in like, yes. you know, choreographing the people in Cappadocia and like Adhan <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She was house sitting for a really long time. Mm-hmm. All right. So congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Zuhre, uh, Hannah. I wish you well fending off Fatma's murderous intentions. Uh, I don't believe that you should be murdered, but, you know, we'll see. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. And next time we will be talking about season two, episode six, where the nosebleeds hopefully don't continue.